Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ninth episode of the three-part podcast. I'm your host, Devin Wright. Today we're talking Rockets basketball and how they fared against the Toronto Raptors. Some game takeaways, a little bit of jumping to the box score, and then we're going to take a deep dive when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks, how they're faring against the Eastern Conference, and better yet, the entire NBA, and their primary scorer in Giannis. But before we go anywhere near those two topics, we got to start on some quick takes because a lot of things and a lot of news has been happening since the last episode. And I just want to go through it real quick. Just real quick. It won't, it won't take too much of your time, but we're going to get through it. The NBA starts to take away some Warriors games from the national TV schedule. Now, this dropped around Wednesday as of recording this. Uh, they're, st- they're starting to take away some games and replace them with others. Uh, and that's just because this team is not at all what it was in the finals of last year and even in the beginning of the season. Uh, and the injury bug has riddled this team tremendously. And this has caused this team, which was a finals contender, and turned it to one of the worst teams in the NBA. They currently hold the worst record with six and th- and it's not six and thirteen. I'm gonna take a quick. It was it's it's something terrible if I'm being honest with you, and we'll probably just keep it to one of the, the league's worst, because that actually that actually it's easier to say that they're four and nineteen as of recording this, and that's that's really awful. They they've won some close games, but as far as the bigger picture and when it comes to this team. Uh, it's not at all what it was. Uh, injuries to Stephen Curry. got a hand injury. He's supposed to be fully expected to play towards the end of the season. He's just rehabbing his broken hand. Klay Thompson out with an ACL tear in his left knee. That happened in the finals. D'Angelo Russell, who they acquired uh, in free agency uh, with a trade for Kevin Durant and a 2021st round pick. He's been in and out of injury. Draymond Green has been in and out of injury. So without having your star power and your marquee players, they're not able to have their play uh, transfer into wins. Uh, They have a lot of young guys playing. And and it sounds disrespectful when I say this, but I don't really mean it in any disrespect. It's a lot of G League players playing. It's a lot of uh, role players playing. And most of them are really taking advantage of open minutes and opportunity. Uh, one name that comes to mind is Eric uh, Pascal. He's balling his mind out right now. But when it comes to the play of just one player, he's a rookie. I, I'm pretty sure he went undrafted. He's taking advantage of the, uh, the ample amount of minutes and opportunity that's presented to him. Not translating the wins just because... It's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of bodies out there with not a lot of experience, especially championship experience, and that's really showing in the box score and in the in the win totals. Uh, they're scheduled to play on ESPN against Utah on December the thirteenth, and Portland against the eighteenth. Uh, they're changing that. Uh, they're changing both of those games. They're gonna get them right out of here and just probably change it with some. Uh, even higher in marquee matchups. Uh, LeBron against the Utah Jazz has made a lot of uh, 
a lot of news, especially in that game. But it's not necessarily his fault, just because as a, and I don't want to say media conglomerate, but it's media as a whole, LeBron is always in that spotlight, and it doesn't really help that he's in L.A. That's where the spotlight are the is the biggest and the brightest. Uh, in that Wednesday game against the Utah Jazz, uh, clearly walked. He, he took about three steps and carried, uh, picking up his double dribble and putting it back on the floor. Uh, the Jazz uh, player, what's his name? Bobon? No, I can't. I'm not even gonna attempt to say his name. We're gonna say Bojan. We'll keep it at B. B saw what he did. The crowd saw what he did, but the refs didn't see it, and LeBron got away with a walk. It was very bad. He said it was probably one of the worst things he's ever done in his career. Uh, I don't see how you can miss that. But you know, refs are humans. It's a part of the game. Am I mad at it? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that he got away with it, and it was something that's so egregious where you, everybody saw it. Nothing happened. Yeah, it's one of those where you just gotta just take it in stride and just keep uh, going on with the game. But this next thing uh, that I'm about to present to you guys, this is something that uh, really bothered uh, some fans, some analysts, and especially some uh, broadcasters when it came to this game. Uh, it was towards the end of the game. Uh, they had a heavy lead, the Lakers, and uh, LeBron James wasn't was called out the game and presumed not to play for the rest of the fourth quarter. Sitting on the bench, he he decided to see if it was safe, and he he gave away some shoes to some fans that was near the bench and gifted uh, those shoes to a couple of kids in attendance. Right when it came to the end of the game. The Jazz offense was trying to get something going with the Lakers having a, a, a heavy lead. Kyle Kuzma sees somebody going for the layup. He blocks it. LeBron's out there standing on the court uh, with just socks on. Sees he blocks it. And then after he gets in and starts running to transition, he's, you can see him just jumping up and down in joy. Just being really encouraging for his teammates and showing his excitement uh, for his teammates and his fans. Just jumping around in socks really just got... Uh, the broadcasters just just hit a nerve. They said it was very disrespectful. Said it wasn't uh, in quotations playground ball. And they were just real confused that was happening. Uh, and they really just tore him up uh, in the broadcasting booth. Uh, now I I could just assume that the broadcasters didn't know that he gave away his shoes. I certainly didn't know when I was watching the game. But I just seen him on the sidelines jump on but down in the socks. You kind of looking at him, just like, all right, bro, what are you doing? Uh, he's over there being excited for his teammate. I can see that, but uh, it really hit a nerve just because they were. I mean, it didn't hit uh, my nerve. It hit uh, the nerves of the fans and especially those broadcasters just because uh, they were up so much and they saw it as disrespectful. Uh, you see one of the one of the most recognizable recognizable players in the league. Or even sports in general, just jumping up and down with his socks on. Nah, especially uh, with the heavy lead they had. I can see that. How you could be hurt by that. But uh, if you don't want him just jumping around, shouldn't have just let him uh, score on you guys like that. All right? Even though it's LeBron James and AD and, and that backcourt they have uh, offensively and defensively. You, you can't, there's, 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 there's certain points. You, you could have helped it, but... What happened, what happened, and he responded on Instagram saying that uh, it was a long post. We're just going to 
make it really short and condensed. People in this world we live in can't let you ever stop. Wait, wait, that was awful. Uh, people in this world we live in, you can, you can't let it ever stop you for your purpose in life. Negativity, bad en- energy, hate, envy, etc., etc. Stuff about journey in life and how you can handle it. Uh, yeah, that's that's a sweet way to wrap it up. He just wanted to keep it positive, just show, uh, showing excitement for his teammates. Socks on. I, I can see how people can get look, make a little face towards it, but. We're, we're, we're just going to move on from there. Uh, one thing that also happened on Wednesday night was the Houston Rockets and the Spurs game. Now, in that game, Rockets were up 15 in the fourth quarter. Seven minutes left. Uh, just as uh, a little background, scores 104-89. Rockets lead. James Harden uh, steals the ball, runs the transition, clear lane nobody's in front of him he goes for the dunk dunks it so hard the ball maneuvers the net carries it back up on the rim after he after the ball wins goes in and it falls off the rim James sees that nobody counted as a basket so he goes to run and get the ball they call a travel they say it was a double dribble and the ball goes out of bounds uh the the coach for the Rockets calls a timeout, calls a, a coach's challenge. You don't really see a lot of those. Well, actually, you do see a lot of those. But in this game, it was used in this instance. Called it saying, uh, no, that, that basket counted because it definitely went in. And when it comes to coach challenges, you can only challenge a call once. He They called uh, a travel. He challenged it, and they say, oh, well, the ball went out of bounds, so it's an out-of-bounds and the Spurs get the ball. Now, you could say that when they're up 15, you can see this as uh, the refs are kind of against them, but they can still, there's still ample amount of time to win this game. Uh, after this call, the Houston Rockets just kind of just closed their eyes on defense. They let, they lead up, I mean, they let up on their 15-point lead. Spurs wrap it up to tie it so they can go figure it out in overtime. Overtime comes, both teams score 11 points. Now you got to take it to double overtime. Spurs get it done and double overtime. Game ends. Game ends. Uh, of, of course, the Rockets have words to say about it, saying that call was egregious. That ball definitely went in. Uh, but there's uh, not much you can do about it when it comes to being in that game. Uh, they actually file for a protest. And in that process, they say that uh, they want to redo the game. They want to meet up later in the week, have the clock set to uh, seven minutes left, seven minutes and 40 seconds left in the quarter, and they redo and go to the game from there. Uh, One thing, in all of my time watching basketball, which I can see how people could say it hasn't been that long, uh, out of all the time, Viewing and watching basketball, I've never seen anything like this. Very crazy. I haven't seen or even heard of a basketball team redoing a game just off of a one call. Uh, the call was very egregious. Definitely went in. You can even see and look it up when it comes to the replay. Definitely went in. Just the way, I guess, the ver- uh, the veracity of the dunk just carried. 
the ball, the net carried the ball back up onto the uh, rim, and it just rolled off. I don't. Yeah. Games happen so fast, drilling, uh, just really pumping in your body. You can see how somebody could miss that call, but that's very egregious, very blatant. Uh, they they lose that game to the Spurs, and that really just wraps it up and just carries us to the next topic. We're going to keep it with the Rockets. Rockets versus the Raptors. What a great game. Uh, they really out uh, went out there and performed for the fans, and the box scored. The box score really showed. The offense was very present in this game. Both teams really moved the ball and found a way to score. Uh, when it came to the Houston Rockets and the Toronto Raptors, they had five players and double figures. But defense actually won the Rockets this game. Uh, when it came to the defensive end, and with a well-timed review, Harden had... A season high of five steals and drew a charge on Pascal Siakam, Andrew Rivers, uh, excuse me, Austin Rivers drew an offensive foul against Fred Van Vliet with a minute 14 left to keep the Rockets lead with six. And when it comes to standouts, and before I preface that, I want to just throw a stat out to you guys and for those at home, or just around the world, because I like to flex and say around the world, who have no idea what plus minus is. Plus minus reflects how a team did while a player is on the court. So for every member of the Houston Rockets that is not named Clint Capella, they actually had a plus minus of above two. Team high for the Houston Rockets was Austin Rivers with 18. And actually, no, he had 28, I believe. Team high of 28 plus minus. Uh, and when it comes to the Rockets, they really found a way to move the ball. When it came to an open shot, you just dump it. The Ben Macklemore, he was cleaning up with threes, and he had a season high of 20, 28 points. Really great game. It was a good one to watch real close at the end. But Houston really found a way to play together. They actually jailed real well. Russ found a way to get a triple-double. Austin Rivers, excuse me, he had an 18 plus for plus and minus. Uh, James Harden was super efficient, shooting 7 for 11, uh, 100% for free throws, making 3 a uh, 5 from 3-pointer. Now, we're going to wrap this podcast up with a little team showcase. The Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the Milwaukee Bucks, as of recently, have been on a tear. They've been a tear for for 13 games, but we're going to get into that in a little bit. We're just going to introduce some stats as a team. All right, they're first when it comes to the Eastern Conference with a record of 6-3, and three, one of the best uh, performances for the Milwaukee Bucks. They're first in points, first in rebounds, their top three when it comes to three-pointers made. And that really speaks to how they build their offense around Giannis. They have a, a all-star player who can get to the rim whenever he wants to and even shoot a three when he can. And when he gets doubled or stuck, when it, and when it when he ever gets doubled or stuck when it comes to being in the painted area, he can kick it out to any one of the shooters and he'll just knock it down. Uh, after their loss against the Jazz, which was a buzzer beater, 
the Bucks really go on a win streak of 13 in a row. Now, before we get into that, we gotta we gotta look at some of the three. They had three losses when it comes to their overall record, and let's look at them. Uh, and they're really close when you actually take a deep dive at it. Uh, when they paid when they played the Miami Heat, they had 126 to their 131. Miami Heat won that game, very close one. Uh, you can even look at the Boston Celtics. They were down. They were down about 11. It looks like that's that's one of their biggest margins in their loss. And then you can even look when it comes to the Utah Jazz, 100 to 103. And after that, they just go on a tear, of just winning 13 straight. Now you can look at their schedule and say that they've been facing uh, a weaker Eastern Conference. But what fun is diminishing something great? All right, there's no fun at all when you look at it, not necessarily glorify it, but when you look at it and just appreciate the amount of talent that's on this team and just the way they play, it's something that really just needs to be seen. Uh, for example, Giannis. All right, let's take let's take Giannis and see what he's been doing. All right, second in points. 31.6 he's fourth in rebounds like I said earlier can get to the rim at will and he's been there's there's been some words and some reporting about him just really just increasing his arsenal uh, just as thinking of last year he, he knocked some long long shots some long twos but he's really been a better uh, three-point shooter and this year versus last year, you can see him whenever he's open and the defense likes to leave him open. You would rather have him take a long three than just taking taking it to the rim at will. Uh, he'll do like a one dribble bounce and then take a pull up and he'll knock him down. All right, he doesn't do it efficiently. He doesn't do it when the game's on the line. But if you leave him open, he can knock him down. All right? And that really speaks to his uh, hard work in the offseason and how bad he really just wants to prove that he's a top tier player and even though him winning the MVP last year he wants to just prove it again and say he's better than last year uh, he kept his word like I said in becoming a better player and the box score shows it shows uh, is he a returning MVP you'd have to put him in the conversation just the way that he's playing and just the way that he's, his team is playing because when it comes to MVP voting and just voting in general, you have to be on a winning team just to receive those type of accolades. And when you when your team wins, the personal accolades, the All Star votes, bigger contracts, they all come with it. All right. And the way he's playing, he's playing right back to MVP mode. All right. Uh, finals hopes. Nah, he's top tier, man. If we even just look at the NBA standings. Number one, right behind them is the Boston Celtics. They're three games behind. Miami, they're 3.5 behind. You would think Philly, Philly, the, Philly and Milwaukee should be in that top two conversation when it comes to coming out the East. But Philly hasn't been really playing. They haven't been playing bad, but they haven't been playing to the Bucks' uh, potential. And that's that's really about it. All right, Philly's really just ah. You could say Boston's kind of really up there, but 
I don't really see Boston just towering over uh, Milwaukee and just getting out the East. I see, I'd see them as a clear favorite or even just a close favorite coming out the East. Uh, championship really depends who's in the finals. If you would say the Los Angeles Lakers, I you I I, I don't I don't know LeBron. I've been I've been down LeBron for a few years and. He's been proving me wrong every time, so I I would say just going off of, off of years past. If he's in there with LeBron, he'll probably take it to about game six or five, six or seven. Probably in against six or seven. Uh, it's, it'd be a show to see when it comes to Giannis just taking it to the paint, just kicking it out when he gets doubled. And the amount of shooters they have on that Bucks team really uh really going against the Lakers and. They're kind of really, not even kind of, they're top tier when it comes to interior defense. They don't really guard well on the perimeter. It, it'd be something to see. Finals, championships, you can even throw you can even throw the Clippers in there. Uh, it'd be it'd be tough to see. It'd be a, it'd be a great game, great series. Uh, you can, I, I'd put them in there. I'd put them in there. I can see them being champions this year. Uh, just looking off of their last five games has been something not necessarily even awestruck. They've been winning by a great margin. And when I say great margin, I'm I'm thinking I'm looking at double digits. I'm looking at double digits. Except for this Hawks one. Uh they won against the Hawks one eleven to hundred and two. Cleveland, they got them out of there with a nine point lead. They definitely got Charlotte out of there. 137 to 96. New York, they watched them 132 to 88. And Detroit, 127 to 103. Uh, they've been playing great, winning with great margins. And you can even look. They have a test when it comes to the Los Angeles Clippers. But when we look in their next four Magic, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Cavaliers, you can see them. If they win this Clippers game. And that's one that I'd probably, not even probably, I'm definitely watching that one. If they win this Clippers game, you can see their win streak even just going to 17. And if we just go to that, then we just kind of have to put the Bucks in a different conversation. It's not, it wouldn't be, I could see them going to the finals or I could see them winning the championship. But uh, you have to put them like, hey, man, you, you got to look at them. You have to. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this episode of the three-part podcast. I want to thank you guys for taking your time out and listening to me. Just ramble about basketball. That's what I like to do. I like talking about basketball. Uh, looking at to have a guest in next week or the week after. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how time goes and see what time tells us. Make sure you download all episodes and all streaming platforms. Follow us all on social media. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you in the next one.